Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. From Autosport.com and Autosport Magazine, I'm Martin Lee. This is the Autosport Podcast. Whenever we see drivers climbing into the race seat of a brand new set of cars at the start of a new season, the atmosphere is filled with anticipation. And that's the prospect this weekend. One of the most exciting weekends in motorsport all year. Because the Daytona 24 Hours marks the start of a new era. Last weekend saw Tom Blomqvist put his Shank Racing Acura ARX06 LMDH car on pole in a last gasp effort, which set the scene for this weekend's season opener. And there was just eight-tenths separating the entire class. And the competition is going to be tight at the top. It's going to be tight all the way down the grid. And there's so much to look out for. Nine of the new GTP class cars making a return to IMSA. 10 LMP2s, 9 LMP3s, another 9 in GTD Pro, and 24, it's massive, in GTD cars on the grid. That's 61 in total. Today, we will ask, well, we'll find out why we're so excited about these new LMDH prototypes. What we can expect from those entering, like Porsche, BMW, Cadillac, and Acura, and what drivers we could be looking out for this weekend. Let's get up to speed with our sports car guru. Gary Watkins. Now, Gary, you flew overnight. You've just got to the circuit. <laughs> How are you feeling? I presume you're going to be running on adrenaline for the next two days. Well, I'm, um, I got some sleep on the plane, so I'm not uh, completely zonked. But uh, I thought I'd get in practice for the weekend of sort of going well without sleep. And maybe I can empathise with the drivers a bit more uh, in this sort of in this state. I don't know. <laughs> 61 entries and the 61st running of the Daytona 24 hours, the opening round of the IMSA Sports Car Championship. And as I said in the intro, a momentous event for sports car racing. Tell our listeners why Daytona is so important this year. Well, it's important because we've got the debut of a new breed of purebred prototype. It's called GTP, that's what they're racing. But these cars are built to a set of regulations called LMDH. And the significance of that is that these cars won't just be racing here in North America in the IMSA Championship. They're also 
be racing in the World Endurance Championship, and that means the Le Mans 24 Hours. Uh, it's part of a process that sort of started back in 19 called Convergence, which was to bring these two worlds together, uh, which hasn't really happened, well, certainly not in my time of uh, covering sports cars or, or barely in my time of reading about sports car racing. So it is, it is uh, momentous from that, that point of view, is that we now have LMDHs that can race alongside the Le Mans hypercars in WEC. The Le Mans hypercars can come and race here in North America in IMSA. So, so that is the significance of this race. And we've got four manufacturers here kicking it all off. And it, yeah, from that point of view, I had to be here. I had a few problems with my visa. I got my visa. I call it this morning, but it's actually yesterday morning now because I, I, I call it this morning because my, uh, my head hasn't touched a pillow. Uh, but my visa came at four minutes past 10 and I was out the door having booked a flight, a hotel and a hire car out the door at quarter past 12 on my way here because I really couldn't miss this. It's such uh, an amazing event. I mentioned it a minute ago, 61st anniversary. Is it? Is it really the 61st kind of running of the Daytona 24? Am I being uh, pedantic? Can you explain that? IMSA billet as the tw- 61st anniversary Daytona 24 hours. It's actually the 61st running of what I would call the early season Daytona Enduro because it didn't become a 24-hour race until I'm gonna I'm gonna say 1966. Uh, yep, I've got that in my notes. That's 1966. So it started in 62 as a three-hour race. Same in 63. Then it became a 2,000-kilometer race in 64 and 65. Became the 24 hours and if you if you think someone's maths is a bit wrong it didn't happen in 90 this this fixture didn't happen in 1974 because of the fuel crisis and pedants will probably want to know or will probably tell me if i don't correct me if i don't say it in 1972 the race was a six-hour race also because of the fuel crisis a lot of listeners of this podcast will love motorsport. They read the magazine, the website, and, and yet even then, there is probably still a few people listening where LMDH, LMH is a bit of a, it's still a little bit of a grey area to fully understand it. So we'll get into that at the moment uh, in, a, in a second after we talk about uh, who's also going to be racing for overall victory in a second. But first of all, let me let me ask you about some of the cars that we may have seen running already in hypercar. Are we going to see someone like Toyota racing at Daytona this weekend after their success with the hybrids in the WEC and at Le Mans over the last two years? Because I call this the start of a new rules era, but it's the sort of second start of a new rules era. Can you explain, are we going to see those names that we've seen running already at Daytona this weekend? No, is the, is the unfortunate answer, but uh, the inevitable answer. Yes, they can come and play. So, at the moment, we've seen the uh, Toyota Le Mans hypercar, and we've seen the Peugeot Le Mans hypercar. Toyota say they have no plans at the moment to bring that car here. You know, essentially, it will be a marketing decision. I guess it would need buy-in from Toyota in North America. And if you look at the Peugeot, Peugeot does not sell cars in North America, so you, so you, so I haven't driven past. I've driven past lots of Ford dealerships on the way here, and Chevrolet dealerships. No Peugeot dealerships. Can't buy a Peugeot out here. So you're not going to see a Peugeot racing 
in the IMSA series anytime soon. There are other brands within what we now call the Stellantis group, of which Peugeot is a part, that could perhaps take the basis of that car perhaps with probably with different bodywork and race it over here there's been talk of dodge i i really think that's uh quite uh some way away but of course we do have ferrari coming with an lmh car uh the, the beautiful 499p which will be racing uh from the get-go in this year's wec if we're going to see an lmh in imsa it would be the ferrari north america is a very very important uh, market for ferrari so i i i really think we could that will be the first lmh we see racing in imsa whether it's next year or the year after difficult to know again these are these are all sort of marketing financial considerations that uh yeah, that uh, need to be taken. Oh, yeah, of course. I'd forgotten about the IMSA rules of selling road cars. That could scupper the any Glickenhaus entry, uh, for instance, because, well, they're not going to be selling any road cars. But anyway... Well, they are selling... They will be selling road cars. They just won't be selling enough road cars. Watch this space. There we go. There, there, there could be things happening, I suppose. I just want to say one other thing, because we're, we're talking about Le Mans hypercar and hypercar. We're talking about... LMDH and GTP. We've had this convergence process, but unfortunately, we still have a separation of the names. So, in IMSA, the cars race in a class called GTP, and in WEC, the cars will race. That's from uh, from the beginning of this year when the LMDHs arrive. They will race in a in the existing class called Hypercar. So, unfortunately. We have a little bit of confusion there, which I don't think is what the, the sports car racing in general needs to sort of grow its audience, spread its appeal. You know, it's, it's a f- further little bit of uh, confusion and uh, I would say unnecessary confusion. No, I agree. Sometimes it doesn't do itself any favours in terms of overcomplicating things. They might be swapping corner names between circuits to show how they're all working together nicely, but it it still could be a bit more slick. Hey, who is racing at Daytona for overall victory this weekend then? Of course, the big news is the return of Porsche. You know, Porsche is the king of endurance racing. You know, more wins at the Le Mans 24 hours overall than anyone more wins here at Daytona in the 24 hours than anyone else so you know Porsche coming back to the top flight of sports car racing with a a dual program masterminded by Penske a new entity called Porsche Penske Motorsport is going to be running two cars in each series so that's that's a really significant uh, return by Porsche, you know, and don't forget that it's only five years since the end of the 919 uh, hybrid LMP1 program, which of course yielded a hat trick of Le Mans 24 hour victories, indeed a hat trick of hat tricks, because he got a hat trick at Le Mans, got a hat trick in the WEC Drivers' Championship, and a hat trick in the manufacturers championship so that was a very successful program it 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 came back with the 919 after a long time out uh sort of restated its position as the king of endurance racing disappeared went off to formula e uh but is 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 back sooner than i think many of us would have expected um in 2017 when it announced the end of the 919 program uh and and i would say a very 
pleasant surprise. Well, not a surprise, because obviously we've known it's been happening for years. But, you know, it, I think it's absolutely great that Porsche is back competing uh, at the top level and great that it will be, that in WEC it will be uh, competing against against Ferrari. You know, its old sparring partner from the sort of late 60s through through into the, the first bit of the, the 70s. Uh, well, okay, we, we've got Porsche, so that was that's the big one, I guess. But also Cadillac. Cadillac has a, a long-time presence in the IMSS Championship. It's continuing where it sort of started with the previous rule set, the Daytona Pro for Daytona prototype, and it's continuing. It's it's developed a new car in conjunction uh, with De, Delara. It's back, and significantly, Cadillac is running both here in IMSA with two cars and also with one car in WEC, which means we'll see it back at Le Mans, probably with multiple cars, because I think the car we will... There's, they've indicated a clear desire to bring the two IMSA cars over to join the one WEC full-season car for the uh, 24 hours at Le Mans in June. And that's really significant. You know, Cadillac has been absent from Le Mans since 2002. Readers and listeners will remember the North Star programme of 2000, 2000 and, uh, 2002, which was kind of a sort of a bit of an underachiever. I think the final car, the, the, the second generation car, was a very good car, probably wasn't given time and was sort of cut down before it had a chance to uh, show, show its pro- true potential so yeah Cadillac being back and being back in a world program as well as being in IMSA is very significant then of course we have Acura another long time player in North American sports car racing sort of going back to the to the the second half of the noughties when it came in in LMP2 then joined LMP1 uh, a program that was uh sort of devised to take it to Le Mans and shoot for outright honours. Unfortunately, the sort of the economic crisis at the end of the noughties did for that programme. Uh, now it's back here racing in IMSA. Again, it's a continuation of its DPI programme. So it's uh, so it's working with uh, French constructor Orica on its chassis. Unfortunately, we won't be seeing Acura in WEC or at Le Mans, not this year, Acura these days, uh, that that global expansion of the uh, Acura brand that was planned sort of more, a dozen or so years ago never happened. So it's a North American brand only at the moment. So it's unlikely to be able to race as an Acura. Perhaps it could race as a Honda. You know, Honda is the uh, the mother the mother company of uh, Acura. That's a possibility. But the two teams running the Acuras in IMSA, that's Wayne Taylor Racing, who recently uh, announced a partnership with Andretti Autosport going forward, and Mayer Shank Racing, for whom who've claimed pole position with uh, Tom Blancfist and are the reigning champions. They both have a desire to take that car to Le Mans, which would really mean racing in the whole WEC. How they make that happen, what badges the car would have on it, uh, you know, I think... Uh, yeah, I'm not holding my breath on that one, but but there is a desire for that to happen. The final one of the four manufacturers 
debuting their new LMDHs in the GTP class this weekend is BMW. And again, that's significant, isn't it? We know about BMW's motorsport heritage across so many disciplines, you know, sports car racing, touring car racing, GT racing, Formula One, you name it, they've done it and been successful. They're not racing in WEC this year. It's purely a uh, IMSA program run by the Rahal RLL team. But next year, they will be in WEC with the Belgian WRT team. And that's, that's very uh, nice and symmetrical because that will be 25 years since their only previous overall victory in 1999 with the, with the, the wonderful and wonderfully sounding V12 LMR LMP car, which was developed in conjunction with Williams as they were sort of gearing up to, to go Formula One. Uh, so yeah, so that's that's just a lovely um, yeah. It's, it's just it's just quite symmetrical. Um, and then next year we have Lamborghini in LMDH who are planning to race both in IMSA and in WEC. And we also have Alpine, uh, the, the the Renault brand, which of course is undergoing a massive relaunch now, of which the uh, Formula One program is part. And that will be a wet focus program, uh, at least from the beginning. So there's there's certainly a lot to look, look forward to this year, but also a lot to look forward to uh, beyond this year. And uh, I think we should probably make a whole podcast about the difference between LMDH uh, using those chassis to keep the cost down and LMH where the they can go and make what they want. Not quite, but we should probably get into that, into the weeds a little bit more on a whole separate show when you, you, you're back in the country. But you mentioned LMP1. The point is the costs were really huge. And by bringing those costs down, whether it's LMDH, Le Mans Daytona or LMH, the entry list is is so exciting and and this year it's going to be amazing next year lamborghini we've seen i've seen names like mclaren flying around for a few years time and who knows who's coming in or who may do so that's it's really exciting um, let's get on to the prospects of the race this weekend because yeah okay so acura and blomquist put it on pole and obviously you know the points are very welcome it's endurance racing so what are the prospects and what do we know so far that our listeners can be looking out for Blancfist was on pole, but he was only just on pole. You know, his margin over Philippe Nazar in the Porsche was less than a tenth. Uh, it was 0.083 uh, seconds, so that's um, that's not a, a lot. The, the second um, Acura was a tenth and a half behind. The first Cadillac was two and a bit tenths behind. And as you said at the top of the show, the whole field within eight tenths. So it is close. But that's, we're talking about one lap pace. You know, obviously this is a 24-hour race and it's the first race for a new breed of cars. So the the manufacturers and the teams haven't got it easy. They're having to debut brand new machinery in in the toughest event of the year, or at least the longest event of the year. Some people would say Sebring, 12 hours of Sebring over the bumpy concrete surface might be just as hard, or if not harder, than Daytona. But anyway, in terms of pure race length, obviously this is the longest race of the year. You know, they're new cars, and they're complex cars, much more complex than the old DPIs, because they are hybrid it's not like uh, in LMH where the manufacturers can develop their own hybrid uh, system 
and has and in LMH has to run on the front axle. In LMDH, the uh, hybrid is an off the shelf spec system, if you like, a one make system. So it's developed by uh, Bosch, Williams Advanced Engineering, and Extract. They make different elements of of the system. The challenge for the manufacturers is to get their internal combustion engine uh, talking to the hybrid system, um, working with the hybrid system. You know, so in Cadillac's situation, that's a 5.5 litre normally aspirated V8. The Porsche, for example, has got a turbo. That's a twin turbo 4.6 V8. The Acura's got a V6. The BMW also has a, a V8, both, both turbocharged. So that's the real challenge. There's a lot of electronic systems on these cars. And it's there has been a, a long test and development process. Porsche started running with the hybrid system back in January. Then the sort of other manufacturers came on stream through the summer. Uh, BMW was the last right at the end of uh, of July, and it has been torturous for them. And and I think everyone's saying is yes, we could go testing for another couple of months, but um, no. Well, the race is here. We've got to go. So it is what it is. Uh, but I think there will be there will be glitches. We'll see teams spending time in the pits, and here at Daytona, that means quite often going back to the paddock behind the wall. They say uh, it's not a sort of European style pit lane here. Uh, so yeah, we are. I think we will see delays. Are we going to see? nine LMDHs in the GTP class running reliably at the end I'd say no will we see none re- running reliably at the end I'd say no as, to that as as well I think you know I'm pretty sure we're going to see the podium positions blocked out by LMDHs you know there has been some talk of the LMP2s having a, a sniff of victory here I, I think it's a very much uh, an outside uh, shot but then talking about racing and talking about the one lap pace and the actor coming out on top that's just one element isn't it of an endurance race obviously it's it's speed over a stint and the situation here in IMSA it has changed for this year the tire allocation for for the 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 uh, top class prototypes has been dramatically cut so in the past we've basically seen whenever a car comes into the to the pits for a tank of fuel gets a new set of tyres the tyre allocation was sort of big enough to do that you know maybe once or twice they'd have to double stint at some point during the race now double stints are, are going to become de rigueur and don't forget these are heavy cars they're 100 kilos uh, heavier than um, a DPI so tyre degradation is going to be a massive factor in this race uh, and there are also two different types of tyre, whereas IMSA traditionally had one speck of slick tyre only uh, in the prototype, in the top prototype class. Now there are two different uh, specks of of Michelin, which uh, introduces another another sort of strategic element into the race. So yeah, I think I think there's a lot, there's a hell of a lot of unknowns going into the uh, 24 hours that's that's about the reliability of the cars but also about the sort of race pace of the cars and we're going to see 
Well, a whole new uh, a whole new experience. It's weird seeing the cars pull away out of pit lane on electric power, and then the engines. They have to speed the engines fire up as well. I must say, the cars sound great. Watching the live stream last weekend. I know that live stream is available around the world globally, um, but um, but whether you want to watch it live or later after the event, I must say that I think the organisers have done a, a, a good job of trying to make that as available as possible to people that want to watch it on various free platforms so uh, well done to them but yeah watching the uh, watching the, uh, the the cars uh, last weekend in the raw it was um I think they sound great. I think they sound good. And that's part of racing as well. Can't wait to see the whole grid together. I'm sure you can't. Uh, We won't hold you to it next time we catch up. But do you want to stick your neck out and make a prediction? Who do you fancy? It's a hard one. And I wouldn't bet the farm on anyone. But uh, Cadillac, who have got three cars here, a numerical advantage over their rivals. Uh, They've had a very good 24-hour test a couple of months ago, which I'm told was just basically they had a few glitches early on and then after that it was just fuel tires fuel tires all the way through well that's significant they did that at sebring you know which is a very demanding bumpy track caddy looking in very good shape porsche obviously had a had a six month head start on on everyone else so they've done more miles than their rivals so they have to be good shape and then Acura looks good you know BMW probably you know they were the latest starting their program they were latest hitting the track and they were slowest I'm I'm not I'm not ruling them out if I had to put my money on someone it would be Cadillac closely followed followed by Porsche Anything could happen this weekend. We can't wait. Dawn of a new era. Very excited. Uh, Gary, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Uh, you made it. You're there. Um, yeah. Uh, yes. Thankfully. Yes. And uh, get yourself in that media centre and uh, get yourself all powered up. We can't wait to follow and read your coverage on all the various platforms that we've got over the weekend. Thank you for listening to the podcast today, and we'll catch you on the next one. Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.